It's Friday. And you're listening to Sorry Married and Entrepreneur, a podcast about what it takes to be in a relationship with that eternal optimist who spread thinner than melted butter on hot toast. Yes, they're crazy. And we wouldn't have it any other way. Life's an adventure and they're the magic ingredient. So how do you embrace your spouse and enjoy the ride? We share what it's taken to keep our relationship just as much a priority as our business ventures. The strategies we crafted and curated to manage the stress. The inevitable conflict, differences of opinions. And facing our fears together. Grab a beer. We sure will and enjoy the show. Oh yeah. Okay. Dame, service up for Happy Friday, Maya. Yay! It's Friday. And I'm going to be working tomorrow. And I'm still a little sick. I hate I, being sick. Who doesn't? Because it's like you get sick and you don't get to like just lay down, watch movies all day long because you need to work. And then if you went, even if you try to do that for a full day, it's boring. To sit and, and just watch movies, you mean? Yeah, like not doing anything. Yeah. The so, notion of not doing anything, unless you're in a cabin in the woods where you actually have no choice. I need that. It's almost impossible. Yeah. I, I really need to do something like that. And I think we should start at least uh, one day to like go and maybe have a quick walk or something outside the city. See the trees, the mountains. I don't know. It just feels go, 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 go all the time. That's because that's what we're doing all the time. <clears throat> so how was your week besides being sick? Nasally. <laughs> My week was nasally. Still woke up early. Still did work, which is it's good that I was able to do that. I didn't want to do it though. <laughs> it was really a challenge to wake up and and be able to focus to to get that stuff done. Actually, I don't I don't really want to talk about our week per se. I mean, there's things that have definitely happened during the week that are worth talking about, but. There's one in particular that I want to, well, we touched on it a little bit. We do this, we touch on it earlier and then it takes something to kind of get the momentum built again. <laughs> we were in the kitchen for lunch and I said, was that a new video? Yep. Yeah. So a friend of ours posted a video on Thursday, yesterday, and uh, she had a real concern for her young son taking his life for many reasons. And this is not a new thing. It's an ongoing thing. And she was very vulnerable in putting herself out there and saying what she needed to say in the moment. And, uh, and I'm grateful that she shared that because this has been a, an ongoing, uh, concern, like not a concern like hers. Like I don't have the same concern that she has. Uh, because we don't, we're not dealing with what she's dealing with. And I know that can very easily shift and change. And there is a real need for more tighter community. And it's hard to create community, yeah. especially in a COVID world. 
to create connection with others. Yeah. Like we didn't even do it when there was no COVID. And now that there is, that we feel literally isolated before I feel that we have that scape of like... You well, could, you had the option. Yeah, I'm gonna go see, you, you will see a lot of people around get busy by commuting to all these places. Sometimes it's, it was just seeing people and say, hey, how's it going, meeting, whatever. Yeah, it's still surface level yeah. in a lot of ways. Although I, I've gotten a lot better at not doing surface level. But now that we're not doing that, and it's Zoom, right? We're Zooming everywhere. And everybody asks, well, yeah, how are you? Well, oh, I'm good, fine, good, yes. Okay, what is the point of this call? And then you get to that and that's it. And nobody talks about what's happening behind all that. Yeah. And how lonely we're feeling. Well, and, and Connie does a really great job of doing that already. We've had her on the podcast actually once before. Mm -hmm. And she's very open about what goes on. And, and I think that is the opportunity, the responsibility, the obligation for all of us is to be willing to put it out there in, in that way, not from a, a disempowering context, give me like the handout. We don't need more of that in the world. We need brave vulnerability that has now um, the the possibility for an action to, to happen, for a step to be taken, for people to kind of unite and rally around something uh, versus screaming wolf, right? And, and it tends to, it can be that way. I mean, look at what's on social media now. It's It's a whole lot of crying wolf, and a whole lot of pointing fingers and, and not taking responsibility for whatever the thing is that is not working. And that's tiring and exhausting and causing more of the problem that her son is dealing with. And not even her son, he's not yet on social media to that capacity, but certainly adults. We don't know what to do anymore. We're completely paralyzed. Yeah, with some of the things that she share about the school and all that, we as adults, I feel that we forget about what was to be that age. And for some of us that are a little bit more outgoing and extroverts and a little bit more resilient, it was easier. But for some of those people that were introverts and didn't know how to interact, and now that I'm an adult and I have kids, and how do you talk to them? How do you not, because I remember back then, it's like, oh, my mom and my dad are silly. They don't know anything about my life and how I feel and how things have, need to happen. And now kids look at us and it's like, well, they don't know anything. It's like, well, we went through that, but it's a completely different world to what our parents lived, what we lived and what kids nowadays are living. It'll always be that. There yeah. will always be a new version of an old problem because the circumstances are never the same. Yeah, so my point is that things are different and we don't know how to approach kids now. And we want them to be something they're not. You need to behave this way. You need to do this because I said so. That's not how it works. No, and, and the real takeaway for me 
uh, in listening to what she had to say was um, a recalibration for us as a family and not just you and I doing the recalibrating, but but really as a family recalibrating and, and getting connected to, I can't say reconnected because I can, I can't honestly say that we've, we've done the, the deeper work to have everybody on board and, and in agreement and alignment with what's important for us as a family, what's important for us as individuals. There's just assumptions. Uh, now you and I, we have conversations. Okay, so fair enough. There is more than just assumptions on that front, but, but the, uh, the kids are along for the ride. They are along for the assumption that what we're doing, they agree with and that they have bought into it, but they haven't bought into it because we haven't enrolled them in the idea that is creating life together. So they're just along for the ride. Not that there's anything wrong with it right now. They are enjoying life as far as I can tell. And it can very quickly, will very quickly pivot and we will be caught surprised. I look at our, our current status quo, right? The business as usual in our family and where we're at right now, I look at dinner, for example, dinner is it's cooked and put on plates and then the kids go downstairs and they watch a show and we watch our show. And that happened for whatever reason that it happened. It doesn't, I don't really care about that. There's nothing bad about it. If that were to continue, the, the gap between us and them will become substantial. The relatedness and awareness of each other's current state, uh, mindset, um, happiness, there's no awareness of that at all. Yeah, they, like there's things that I know they love doing with us. And before we always sit at the table and they were in school, we talk a little bit about it. We are always trying to ask and see what's happening. You're more than me, but I feel that we need to come back to that interaction that we used to have, even though we're homeschooling now. And I feel that we are a little bit closer, but at the same time, it's like, I need to do my thing. And sometimes it's, it's like either you're taking over or I'm taking over some of this homeschooling. It's like, how do we make it that it is both for the kids and for the adult, I experience that is enjoyable because the moment we we just start getting frustrated about things that we're doing with them or them with us it just i feel that's when the disconnection happens and it's like oh i'm done with this like you're not getting what i want to do and we're not getting them because we want them to do the thing that we want them to do well we don't even know what that is half the time we just are running our own automatic yeah, well, that's why we had the conversation last. It's like, how do we want to learn? And they're learning, and it's a new system, and it's a new learning for us too. Well, and it's not even about schooling. I'm not, no. I'm not even referring to schooling. It is a bigger conversation. Schooling fits inside of that. Yeah, like I was just like one of the examples that that show of like how do we understand each other and how how do you get them to not impose 
you need to learn, but like, what are you interested in learning? And yes, they need to learn a bunch of other things, but it's the same like connecting in a more emotional level and a vulnerable level. You cannot connect in that level if you're not interested in why or what is that is making them emotional. Isabella wanting to know about sex. She asks you and it's like, okay, let's do some of that exploration about like how to talk to them because we have no idea she's interested and my parents never talked to me about it. Um, then we want them to have all the tools and we want to be able to keep connected all the time and not have a snap of like, what happened? Who's this kid? Well, and that's the thing that, that I, I really want to address is the surprise of uh, life having gone by and, and we had no say in the matter of how it was to go, how it should have gone and what we wanted to have inside of it, all of us. So the kids uh, and us, there is this real need for getting each other on a deeper level to have the conversation from a, a values perspective, like what's important to you. Striving for understanding in the moment, there's like a reset. Getting where we got to is, is just what it was and that's all good. And now what we're creating moving forward is with more intention, honoring uh, the need for each other's space, passions and pursuits. Like it, it, we can't come in like, like an army and, and, and regulate the shit out of it. It's too much of an extreme on the other side. It doesn't work, but there is some things that, that I feel like we, we should come together to collaborate around and, and to get a, a, a base level understanding and agreement from everybody to then build on top of from there. We've been talking about creating our own mantra or like our own mission as a family. Like yeah, it's like what, a bit of a manifesto. Manifesto, or, yeah. Um, and What our values are. Yeah, and getting them to understand what that means. A conversation about uh, looking inwards. Asking the question, who are you? Like if somebody were to ask you that question that has never met you before, how would you talk about and explain who you are to them so that they understand what it is that you like and don't like, what it is that, that you are fascinated by and uh, want to uh, explore, or what it is that, that you are scared of, like all of those things that it's basic. And then to build on contextually, like on top of that, it's like, well, mm -hmm. once they understand that, I would imagine it would be a very easy conversation to, uh, and for us to, to lead by example, it's like, well, here's a thing that I uh, hold very valuable. Yeah, and I, I feel that we have been doing some of it yes we can do more and i feel that at the end of the day we do what our best in that moment but yeah i like i love that 
they can come and just ask. And yeah, they might not be that open sometimes, but they they end up telling you or you can like tell because you can read the But kids. only because I'm paying attention. And if I'm busy doing my thing, like go upstairs, get out of here, I got I got things to do, whatever that is, then I miss that. I, I won't be aware of it because Yeah, and there's gonna be a lot of a lot of times that we will miss stuff. And just putting a structure, not really, I, I, just being there, being with them, doing things together. It's the only way we can get to know each other. Let me open that door. Kit number three. Yeah, we're recording. What's going on? What's up? I'm going to come up here. You have the weirdest way of... Loving. Loving. <laughs> it's like almost touching, but not. My point is there is work to be done. Yes, always. What's in place right now doesn't work. It's status quo. It's like default in, in a lot of ways. And uh, unless we are willing to... And to be okay with that being a potential outcome, like our, our version of that being a potential outcome, uh, okay, yeah, we can continue justifying that that how we're showing up is is okay, and yeah, it's not the best, but that will not create the space that will have them and us in a, at a level of communication and, and a level of connection where everybody is aware and willing to do what needs to be done in the moment it needs to be done. Yep. There's a, a reason why we so Connie's talk and the more we talk about it and the more we get together with other families and I get, it starts with us, the four of us. It's like, what do we want as a family to grow? And that's the question really to ask is what do we want as a family? Yeah. And from there, then we, when we're good, and we understand what we want, we can help others. Yeah, we, we can't possibly, and Connie pointed to this, and this is the other tendency, right? I gotta go fix that out there. They need help over there. There's a jumping into solving other people's problems. Yeah. We try and put out other people's fires with best intentions. We, we really genuinely, and there were a lot of people that rallied around to, to want to help her, and no doubt many very capable of helping, but lacks the, the commonality, uh, the connection, the, the, the trust and the, the knowing and the connection at that level to be able to do that kind of work doesn't, wasn't in place. And so that means the community gets to not just throw their hands up and go, oh, I tried or I don't know what to do, but to really look at who can I support in that capacity? Who do I know? Who, who is within arm's reach in my own personal network, community, family that requires, needs, demands that level of intervention before something really tragic does happen? Who are those people? Because just helping those that are the cry for help, I mean, it, it, it's coming from the wrong place then to, to do it that way because your house is not in order yet. 
and in order for, and this is the conversation that I had with the Just Life guys. Uh, yeah, I was just going to point at that. There's an opportunity for us to do something. We, we must do something. Absolutely. As a group of men coming together who are beginning the process of forming deeper connected uh, bonds with each other. Uh, and still very much in its, in its early years, doesn't have the strength yet for it. Um, and each of us are dealing and grappling with our own stuff. And, uh, and that's what I said is like, I, as much as I want to help Connie and, and her boy, and maybe there is an opportunity to do so. I'm also very present to uh, how much work my own house requires. And, and that's where I, I really got to make sure I, I spend the time to be selfish and in that context now to be selfish and do the inner work first before I could ever possibly be in a place to support somebody else. And then to your point, so to say that you have a solution is bullshit and part of the problem. And even Connie mentions like, stop telling me about the programs that my son should nice go in yeah. the programs that you have available. He's not interested in that. He doesn't fucking know you. So no, he's not interested in your program and it's not about that, but that's, that's part of, of, of just what happens, right? Um, best intention. Again, there no, no ill will there, but we, we must spend more time listening and less time solving the problem. And as a man, I love to jump in and solve the problem because I got the answer. I also know I don't have the answer. It's this great little balancing act. Yeah, I reached out to her and told her about, not that I'm selling any type of program or anything, but the idea that, that you had about um, Superpower Camp and bringing men together to start connecting with others and like starting to be a little bit more vulnerable and not just showing up as like, yeah, I, I'm strong and nothing hurts me. And I'm like Superman, like it would be awesome. We don't know how a program would be because everybody is so different. Well, yeah, that's what Connie was talking about, right? Like her, she's tried that. Yeah. Her boy's been in programs that, that we're not, we're, we're supposed to be the right fit and we're not the right fit. Yeah. Everybody is so different. Yeah. And it is not about a program where you're going to be like, you know what? Um, this is the best because we do these exercises and everybody gets yeah, it. Yeah, none like, of that well, matters. It's about community is yeah. really what it comes down to. It still feels like there's no, I haven't built that community at all. And I notice that people invite me to things and sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll go. And I might have the best time, but they, just to get me out of my comforts, I don't wanna go. It's just like, I have to get ready, get there. Like Alicer and the friends in Erdry. It's not that far away, it's 20 minutes before I would go anywhere. Now I don't go anywhere because all the reasons. Oh, they're in the, they're in Erdry. Oh no, they're in the deep, deep south. I cannot see them. So then I'm in my little bubble, hanging out with just us. And then there's me like, I need something to do something different. But then when, when somebody invites me, it's like, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, that's part of it. And so, so we keep our bubbles very, very tight and very small. It is up to us, really. I, I, I really believe that when we have that clarity for ourselves and understanding for ourselves about what's important and valuable to us, we will seek out those things that are aligned with that out in the world. We're caught in this nebulous space between yes or no. We, there's no power there for us. So that's the opportunity. That's the, that's the work to be done. And it starts with sitting together and, and having conversations. And uh, there is sacred space and, and sacred moments that just can't be compromised because they are pillars. They are foundational to be able to build strong structure on top of. That's the thing that I'm really clear on needs to be done. And so that's what we will do because that's just who we are as we see it and we see the gap and we fill it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this time, uh, the only difference is there is really a co-creation with the kids more and more as much as possible to bring them into those conversations of co-creation and, um, and figure it out and, and just continue to pull for it even though it might not look the way we hope yeah they love bringing their own ideas and being acknowledged for them as we love to get it acknowledged for whatever we say and create so encouraging that right now when they are still little feeling that they're heard i think that will make a difference in how we're growing as a family I find it so interesting, whether you're a family or a company, it is irrelevant. If you have not done the work to get clear what is important and what matters internally, there is nothing that you can do that will be long lasting externally that will make the difference. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Full stop, end of story. Yeah. And so when we do the work internally, then what happens is the opportunity for us to do the things out there in the world to be physically active, to be social, to create connection. Whatever those things are, we, we know what they need to be out there. So we know what we're looking for. We know it. And so it's easy to make a decision. Do we do this? Yes or no? Is it aligned with who we are as a family? Yep. Well, I guess it's yes then, isn't it? Versus, I don't know. If it's an I don't know, it's because you really don't know. And we keep battling with that. Yeah. And it's also part of life. If we don't try it, we would never know. But like being a little bit clear of things that you like and you don't and things that you are allowing in your life or you're like done with it to move on. There's foundational questions that we get to ask of ourselves, of each and every one of us. And you and I have done some of this work already. And now we get to bring our kids through that same process at, at, the, at a level that they understand and this is what we get to be really diligent and and vigilant in uh, the awareness right like our our listening and paying attention of of how it is received so that they understand it like there is a comprehension on on their side of things so that they feel heard and understood mm -hmm. and then and only then can co-creation really begin. I feel, for example, in my side of family, mom and dad worked full-time all their lives. 
Like I barely remember my parents at home. I was always with the maid or grandpa or grandma, either my, from my mom or dad's side or with my aunts. They would pick us up from school and things like that. But my dad would make sure that if he felt something, he would come and talk. I'm, I'm relentless when it comes to that. I will not give up until I hear what's going on. And I if would I'm hate present. it yeah. because, yeah, I was just, I would react exactly like my mom. Because why are you asking me that? You better, you, you should be reading my mind. Yeah, you should of, just know. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it helped to keep opening, like not being close to that. Now you're in my life and now we're married. And now you and, can't get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at all, ever. Now we're on a podcast for fuck's sakes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's awesome to to see how even though we didn't have the best communication with our parents, we are striving for that for mm -hmm. our kids mm -hmm. and in our relationships uh, as a couple, as a business partners, as parents, as friends. Enough of like talking about the weather. Where did you buy your purse? Like. Who cares? I don't. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you look awesome. Thank you so much. And how are you doing? For real. Thank you for listening to the So I Married an Entrepreneur podcast series on The Just Life. Love the episode? Head over to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We sure appreciate it. I dare you to join us in the studio for Friday session. Let us know. Could be a good option for that date night you keep saying you want to plan. We'll be back again next week, celebrating wins and revealing what goes on behind the curtains. Did you relate to something in this episode? We'd love to know in the comments or... If you prefer, you can send us a private message or email us. Have a great rest of your weekend.